Hello, podcast family, and welcome to Regulation Revolution, where we are igniting a revolution to help the world effectively manage and respond to their emotional experiences. It's not about what happens to us, but how we react that creates harmony or chaos in our lives. Emotional regulation is a complex process involving many factors. We offer this podcast to provide insight for you about how you fine-tune and powerfully decide to transform your complex emotional states into empowered instances of self-mastery, peace, and increased awareness. Instead of having your emotions control you, you can learn to have control over your emotions. The following program in no way constitutes therapeutic counseling and does not establish a therapeutic relationship or offer any premise of confidentiality with any listener or participant. For more information, visit us at regulationrevolution.com. Welcome to today's episode of Regulation Revolution with your co-hosts Amy Raymer and Barry Basser, Art and Mind. Amy is a licensed therapist, professional speaker, and teacher. Barry is a pre-licensed therapist and practice manager at Heart and Mind. To find out more about Heart and Mind, please visit heartmindrva.com. Welcome back to Regulation Revolution for another week. This is Barry Vassar. I'm here with Amy Reamer. Thank you for tuning in with us. Just want to give you a recap of some things we've been going over. We've we've gone a couple of episodes in where we've defined regulation. Last week, our most recent, we talked about regulation in the womb um, and looking at the development of the child uh, in utero. And so we want to move forward with that as we start looking at this little toddler, this 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 child that's now entered into the world, what do we do with it? What are we going to teach this thing that we have been blessed with or given or cursed with, depending on where you're at in your parenting and whose genes that child got? So as a new parent, meeting the physical needs of another little human being through co-regulation, which starts in the room, but does not stop in the womb. It continues into early childhood. And today we're going to look at some of those developmental issues that come along, some of the ways you can offer regulation to that new child that you have. What's what's our episode title today? Know your ABCs, alpha, beta children. Now, I don't know about you generation folks out there to keep track of all these generations. I have lost track. Amy, I don't know if you're keeping track, but we went apparently A through Z, and now this whole group between 2010 and now is alpha, and mm-hmm. ones being born now are beta. And but anyway, you're alpha probably going to have alpha, one of these. Alpha, alpha goes apparently through 2024. Uh, if you had a baby this year or you're pregnant maybe and expecting a baby next year in 2024, if you're still watching this in 2023, and you have a baby, and then if your baby is born in 2025 to 2039, that's generation beta. So we're we're trying to, to talk with these folks that are either pregnant now, having little babies now, or maybe planning to have little babies soon. You got it. And even those with a, a one-year-old that they're still figuring out why is still why is he still crying at night and everything else. But on regulation, you brought up 
that there was a, a video, a clip that you wanted for those folks who are watching this uh, to be able to see. Did you want to show that now? Yeah. So I wanted to give a little bit of taste for folks of what co-regulation is like for an infant and how much they rely on their caregiver to regulate. And so uh, the cell face experiment was done by Dr. Edward Tronick and has done studies on this. And, the, and you can, this is a YouTube video of one and you can YouTube it. There's a still face. This one happens to be with a mom. There are still faces with dads. Um, again, you can go and Google still face experiment if you want to see others, but it really shows that importance. So I wanted to give people a look at this so that they was to understand what we're talking about and then we'll come back and 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 talk about that all right so let me see if i can do my my techie stuff right and share all right so we're seeing this now right yep all right i'm gonna make it full screen and go babies this young are extremely responsive to the emotions and the reactivity and the social interaction that they get from the world around them. This is something that we started studying, oh, 34 years ago, when people didn't think that infants could engage in social interaction. In this still phase experiment, what the mother did was she sits down and she's playing with her baby who's about a year of age. like And she gives a greeting to the baby. The baby gives a greeting back to her. This baby starts pointing at different places in the world, and the mother's trying to engage her and play with her. They're working to coordinate their emotions and their intentions, what they want to do in the world. And that's really what the baby is used to. And then we ask the mother to not respond to the baby. The baby very quickly picks up on this. And then she uses all of her abilities to try and get the mother back. She smiles at the mother. She points because she's used to the mother looking where she points. The baby puts both hands up in front of her and says, what's happening here? She makes that screechy sound at the mother, like, come on, why are we doing this? Even in this two minutes, when they don't get the normal reaction, they react with negative emotions, they turn away, they feel the stress of it, they actually may lose control of their posture because of the stress that they're experiencing. Him, what do you do? Oh, yeah. It's a little like the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is that normal stuff that goes on, that we all do with our kids. The bad is when something bad happens, but the infant can overcome it. After all, when you stop the still face, the mother and the baby start to play again. The ugly is when you don't give the child any chance to get back to the good. There's no reparation, and they're stuck in that really ugly situation. 
I got to tell you, that's that's probably the saddest thing I've seen today. <laughs> just just thinking of no, it's hard. Yes, yeah. like that was a that was a two and a half minute video, and the whole two minutes, of course, wasn't her with her her face shut. They moved that forward a little bit, but there was such a powerful message about regulation and what it is and how babies don't have much of you saw immediately when mom dropped her affect the baby knew it right away and tried this and tried that and screeched and pointed and then and then eventually just break down crying and and mom was able to get that back so what dr tronic was saying about you can have stressful moments where we miss it or we're busy and they lose it and then we can come back and we can repair it but if we think right. about things about zero to 12 months, how how quickly that brain is developing and growing and look at things like depression. There's studies out there that showed babies' cortisol levels went up when a depressive parent would come to them. And then their cortisol levels would drop when the depressive parents went away. That think about, oh, I think about this, we talk about this generation alpha beta, right? And the phones and how parents are on our phones so much. So if you think about that mom dropping her affect of her face, that's not a whole lot different from a mom sitting there on her phone when the baby's trying to communicate and get a need 